Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? Midweek, midweek, midweek. I want to once again thank John Ziegler for coming on yesterday. Uh, yesterday's show, Tuesday's show, John Ziegler, uh, thanks for coming on, talking about the midterms. We really talked about the poll and projections and ideas, and and uh, we shall see how it plays out. But I'll have John and others on before November 8th so we can talk more about the midterms. You know, once we get past Labor Day uh, and it's like, you know, 60 days for the election and people are actually paying attention because the summer's officially over, we'll definitely talk more about the very very important uh, midterm elections. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about tonight, and if you want to call in and talk about the midterms, you can, um, but I really want to talk about this really dangerous cult mentality of the Democrats these days. Now, I know I've called the two-party system a cult. They are. Both parties in their own ways are cults. But over the last two and a half, three years, we've seen the Democrats really take the reins on this real cult mentality of any real outside and the reality of what's going on outside doesn't matter. The reality of the situation, whether it be around COVID or around Donald Trump doesn't matter. And I really believe this happened simply because of Donald Trump and COVID the one, two punch of Donald Trump and COVID. And now we're seeing more of this playing out with this raid of Mar-a-Lago, right? We're seeing more of it play out that the people with Trump derangement syndrome, they are, I mean, they are overjoyed. It's, it's almost like a sexual turn on to them to see this happen. Instead of the, the real reaction of someone without Trump derangement syndrome, well, first of all, skepticism, right? Because of all that's happened over the last six, seven years with Trump and Russia, 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 and everything they said that was just the, the steel dossier, everything that they tried to get him on that they could not, that there was nothing there. And of course, they spent years, years and billions of dollars on this and never apologized for it. Just like with COVID, they never said they were wrong. They never said they did anything wrong. They never said made any wrong moves. So if you don't have Trump derangement syndrome, you're definitely skeptical of what happened at Mar-a-Lago. But even if you, let's say, accept it, and you're saying, wow, look at this, a, 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 uh, a former president, someone who's just been out of office for 20, 21 months, had his home raided. This is not a good thing. Even if you believe there's something to this, which I don't, but even if you believe there's something to this, you should not be happy about it. But the people with Trump derangement syndrome are like overjoyed about this. They're overjoyed. They're licking their lips. Now, one reason is they don't want Trump to run again. And the reason why they don't want Trump to run again is because they believe he could win. Once again, if they didn't believe he could win, they would love to see him run again. Wouldn't they love to see him run again if they believe he's going to get destroyed, lose for the second time in a row, maybe lose in the Republican primary even? If that were a real possibility, if they believed that was a real possibility, they would love to see him run again. Please run again, they'd be saying. And they wouldn't do anything to distract him from running again. In fact, they'd encourage it. Run again. Well, in a way, I don't know. I, I can't see it's reverse psychology. I don't think these Democrats are liberals that, that smart. But in a way, what they're doing now is encouraging him to run again. In a way, he has to run. Don't you agree he has to run again now? Even like on a dare now? I mean, he has to, right? It's almost like he has to for his, um, you know, for just chivalrous reasons. <laughs> He's got to run again. He's got to. He's got to show he's standing up to the bully and run again. I think he has almost no choice now. And that's sad to me because I was hoping he wasn't going to run. And my prediction before this happened was that he would not run again. But now I think he will because almost he's like, it's like he's been he's been put into a corner by the Democrats now. He's got to come out fighting, right? Like a fighter when they're corner and they get into jabs, and they're getting hit very rocky, and you, you know you got to come out fighting, and that's exactly what he's going to have to do. And that kind of makes me sad because I didn't want to see him run again, but now I think he's going to do. I think he'll probably announce pretty quickly now. But this this cult mentality 
continues on every single level, such as today. This is almost daily now where a Democrat tests positive for COVID and has to announce it. Just the fact they announced they have COVID shows they're in some kind of a weird cult. Why do you have to announce you have COVID? Why, in August of 2022, do you have to announce that you have COVID? I don't get it. Do you announce you have a cold? Do you announce you have the flu? Do you announce you, do you, announce you have bronchitis? Do you announce your back went out? Why do you announce you have COVID? Why? What is the reason for this? Not only does do do Stacey Abrams today announce she has COVID, Hey, when I look at Stacey Abrams, I think to myself, that is one healthy person. That is one woman who takes her health very seriously. Anyway, Stacey Abrams tested positive for COVID, and she goes on with the, I've got COVID, I tested positive. And then the the usual robotic, cult-like mantra of, I'm so glad I got the vaccines and the boosters and I want you to get them too. That kind of, you know, the way they say, I thank, I thank goodness I have the vaccines and the boosters, even though this is the 17th time I got COVID. And it's, the, it's almost word for word. Almost word for word. They all say the same thing. That is a cult. That is freakish. They don't even try to change it. They don't even try to, to tr- change their wording. Their wording is always the same around, I'm glad I got the vaccines and the boosters. They've done their job. Everyone should get, it's the same thing over and over again, which is a cult. You'll see cults and they'll get together in rooms and they'll do chants, right? They'll do, this is what cults will do. This is one of the things they do. I'm no expert on cults, but I've watched enough movies and documentaries about them. And I've been through enough of them through my life, watching them play out that I know they'll do this. They'll have daily chants. They'll have cult-like chants. And that is to ingrain a certain message into the minds of the people in the cult. It's like it's programming. It's like robot, right? It's like making them into a programmable robot. That's why when someone survives a cult and they come out, we call it deprogramming. Because you have to deprogram them. So it's almost like you have to deprogram this COVID, Democrat COVID cult into stop telling people you have COVID and to stop this mantra about the vaccines and such. But it's, it, it, it's freakish how they don't care how obvious it is that there's a cult. They don't care. They do not care. Are they proud of their cult? Are they just so ingrained in the cult they, they, they can't see what they're doing? These are the questions we ask, and I don't think most of us who are sane can answer them, because this is insane. This is insane behavior. We still have people who call themselves doctors on Twitter. Remember, anyone can call themselves a doctor on Twitter. It's not against the law. I could call myself Dr. Mike Kachopoli, and I can't be sued. I can't be arrested for it on Twitter. That could be my handle, Dr. Mike Kachopoli. And as long as I'm not practicing medicine on any person, it's not illegal. And so they'll come on and they'll say, still today, still tonight, about an hour ago, I see doctors, people who claim they're doctors on Twitter. And I'm afraid some of them are. That's the scary thing. It would be less scary if they weren't doctors, if they were just trolls. But some of them are real doctors. And they're still saying things like, bring back masks. We must bring back masks. I can't even argue with these people. I can't give them. There's no reason three years into this to fucking give them evidence anymore. I just say, go take, go take a shit. Go to hell. That's all I can say anymore. That's all you can say to these people. Treat them like the scum they are because they're scum. Three years of evidence. These same people who call themselves doctors in this democratic liberal cult of mask cannot see that cases are skyrocketing in places like South Korea and Japan, where they not only wear masks judiciously for the last two and a half years, they've worn masks for decades before COVID. And yet they have the highest numbers of cases exploding as I speak into this cell phone, into this microphone. They don't see this. They don't see these places that have this high mask usage and high vaccine usage have the highest cases now. Places like New Zealand, who did lockdown after lockdown, Singapore, lockdown after lockdown, still have high case rates, some of the highest in the world. They don't see this evidence that's right in front of them. It's a cult. 
It's a cult. So reality don't matter. Facts don't matter. Evidence doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to a cult. It doesn't matter. Remember, they'll drink a potion that will kill them. They will drink a potion that will kill them. Interesting, that's from the Bay Area, huh? And he was a liberal, by the way. Jim Jones is a noted liberal progressive, by the way. I know, causation and correlation, bullshit. But he was, that's what he was, that's a fact. And it happened here in the Bay Area. So this is what they will do. If you, if you will drink a potion that will kill you, you're certainly not going to look at facts around mask usage and where the cases are high and any evidence, any evidentiary. You don't care. You don't care. You're just going to continue the cult mantra of mask and vaccine and the cult mantra of I've gotten, I've tested positive, thank goodness for the vaccines. I've t- Once again, think about that logically. Those of us who aren't in a cult, think of that logically. I took a vaccine to stop me from getting COVID. Not only did I get COVID, I got it two, three, 17 times, and I'm thanking the vaccines. That's a cult. That's drinking the poison that will kill you. That is a cult. They cannot see two and two. They can't put two and two together and get four. They put two and two together and get space dust. I don't know what the fuck they get, but it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And this is continuing with this FBI raid. It's continuing. You have progressives like Nina Turner, who I once really respected, licking the ass of the FBI, a black woman, after what they did to the civil rights movement, after the people they spied on and killed during the civil rights movement. This is a black woman. Kissing the ass of the FBI. Now, why is she doing it? She knows that they suck. She knows what they did to her people in the 60s and 70s. She, Hoover, she knows all this. And Martin Luther King, come on. She knows all Malcolm X. She knows what they did to them. She knows they had civil rights movement, the, the people in the movement, the top people killed. They, she knows that. But Trump derangement syndrome and the cult that she is now part of that doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is she hates Donald Trump. And therefore, the FBI is now great and should be praised. Was it Fred Hampton they had killed? That doesn't matter anymore to her. That's something she may have talked about just three or four years ago when I liked her. It doesn't matter anymore because the cult, they've, been, they've entered into the cult. And it was that one-two combination of it was that one-two combination of Trump and COVID. And it was not only was it a one-two combo, but it was like they were right on top of each other, right? In fact, the last year of Trump's presidency was the first year of COVID, the worst year of COVID. And it was that Trump-COVID combo that totally annihilated the Democratic Party, that totally destroyed them, any chance of them for reasoning, for measured thinking, for being in, living in reality. It destroyed them. It destroyed them. And I am afraid... It's never, they're never going to come back from this. They're never going to come back from this cult. They will self-annihilate the way most cults do. A few people might escape. Well, I kind of escaped, right? Well, that never went into the cult in the first place. But there'll be people who escape, just like any other cult. But many of them will self-annihilate. They will destroy themselves. That's what's going to happen. And it's not just about November. It's not just about 2024, so well beyond that. I mean, we're talking about decades it's going to take for people to be able to look back on this to where we looked at back on Jonestown. And it's going to take a long time, a very, very long time. I'm 51. I'd be shocked if the Democratic Party comes back in my lifetime, if I, even if I live till, you know, 85, 90 years old. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they've gotten so far into this now that there's no there's no coming there's no getting out of it. There's no getting out of it. That they, they can't even self-reflect. They can't even say, God, we should change this. This was wrong. You have people who are doing and saying things now, like Nina Turner, who have lost all ethics, all morals, all reasoning because of Trump derangement syndrome 
in COVID. And so Jimmy Dore, who many of you know, criticized her for not just praising the FBI, but as a black woman praising the FBI. And she jumped all over him and called him a racist because he's telling the truth. Everything's racist. That's another thing with Democrats. Everything is race. Everything is race. He might not even said black woman. I'm saying black woman. I'm saying it's even worse than if a white person did it. And it is, especially someone who supposedly talks about the civil rights movement all the time. But everything's about race to them. You cannot criticize them. You cannot uh, uh, disagree with them. This is why Democrats are the biggest racist of all, because they're all about race. They love racism. They don't want it to go away. It controls their lives. Everything is about race. And they get to use it against you. Republicans can't do that, right? They don't do that. But Democrats can do that. Oh, you disagree with me? You're a racist. Here, here's proof. Let's remove anything that can possibly have anything to do with race. There's a teacher. I forgot what the teacher is. Someone listening might know. There's a teacher today who said, even though her county no longer has a mask mandate, she's going to make her classroom, she's going to make the kids wear masks. And if, you do, if you're against it, if you don't send your kid to class, you're a racist. You're a racist. You see, you disagree with her. You believe in science. She doesn't, but you're the racist. You're a racist because you don't want to wear your kids wearing masks. It means you're a racist. Well, of course, it has nothing to do with race, but this is how the left tries to win. They can't talk about the facts. They can't talk about how loony it is to believe in masks. They can't talk about that. So they just call you things. Oh, you're a Trumper. You're, you're, you're a racist. You're, you're a Trump supporter. You're, you're, you, don't want to, you don't want to wear your mask. You're a white supremacist. It doesn't have to make any sense. Like I said, it's like, it's like living in outer space. It doesn't have to make any sense. This is what they do. This is all they know is race, race, race. Can't argue, play the race card. Now on the right side of the facts, play the race card. Now on the right side of history, play the race card. Someone disagrees with you, play the race card. Or be a total commie and just cancel them, like many people do on Twitter. Oh, sorry, only certain people can see my comments and comment on things. That's that's communism. So it is, it's communism. It's controlling, even if it's just your little corner of the media. When you control your little corner of the media, that's, that's communism. That's your own little brand of communism. And we see it all over Twitter. We see it all over Twitter. I have no problem with people who cancel or block people who threaten them. If someone threatens you, if they... If they if they threaten your life, I, I have no problem with you blocking them and reporting them. But other than that, other than physical violent threats against you and your family, there's no reason to block your comic. There's no reason to block anyone's opinion. Who cares? But they block it because they can't defend their own opinions, you see. There's no thrust and parry with them because they can't defend their side. Just like the communists can't defend their side. They can't defend their side. Where they talk about, you know, or socialism, where they talk about fairness, yet the people at the top are the ones making all the money. Go to any real communist dictatorship or, or socialist government, and the people making the money, living high off the hog, are the ones at the top of the government telling you everything should be fair. Come on, people. It's time to wake up. It's time to fucking wake up. We have a comment here from... Uh, up in smoke, 100%. All they do is use race when they have nothing left to argue with. Exactly, Up. That's exactly what they do. When they can't argue with you, they just say, you're a racist. You're a sexist. We've seen it all the time. We've seen it with women. We've seen it with women arguing with men. I've seen it on television. I've seen it on television when a broadcaster... When someone who has a show has a woman on to talk about a subject and he was disagreeing with her and she said she talked over him and said, you're mansplaining. That's another thing they do. When, when a woman cannot argue with a man on a subject, when they feel inferior on that subject or they're losing or they can't defend what they believe, they say you're mansplaining. And that's a very easy – what that does is – that's almost like – it's almost like someone saying – 
if you're in an argument with them, you say, well, you, you th- I feel very threatened by you. See, that's an automatic way to make them stop, right? Oh, I'm feeling very threatened by you. Yeah, it's a very passive-aggressive thing to do. But that's the whole thing. It's like, I can't argue with you anymore. I can't argue with you, so I'm going to put you on the defensive. I'm going to, I'm going to blame you. I'm going, to, I'm going to label you as something that's so bad and disgusting that you'll stop talking because I cannot argue. I can't defend my position. I, I don't know whether it's the wrong position or intellectually I just can't thrust and parry with you. I'm going to say you're a racist or you're mansplaining or you're a homophobe or you're a supre- white supremacist or a Trump supporter. That's it. But this is part of this cult. This is part of this cult mentality. And they all do the same things, which is why it's a cult. They all do the same thing. It's almost as though they go get a memo every day. They wake up and there's a a memo or maybe an updated version of the memo and they all read it and they all do the same thing. We saw this in like, you know, movies like 1984. It is incredibly Orwellian. I don't think even Orwell could have come up with, with, with social media and what's going on now. I really don't. I mean, it's just Orwellian, as I, I like to say, on acid, on steroids, however you want to put it. But um, once again, a comment from Up in Smoke. Last resort in a, in a debate argument for progressives is bigot, phobe, yeah, Republican MAGA. MAGA, right, you're MAGA. Exactly, Cheech, you're, you're MAGA. That's, what they say. That's another thing they say all the time. You're you're MAGA. You're you're MAGA. You're MAGA King. <laughs> Biden called him MAGA King. MAGA King. So this is what we're seeing now. This is what we're seeing, and the the way we combat this is by doing what like Matt Gates said. Like I said, you know, Matt Gates, you could say that was uh, crass. He said all the women at these you know pro-choice rallies are fat and you know, pro-abortion women are fat, but regardless of what he said, he has the right to say it. And when confronted by it, he said, too bad. Yes, I said it. And if they're offended, too fucking bad. That's the only way you get through this stuff is by saying, no, 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 too bad. No, 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 no. That's, that's, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop being right. Okay. I'm not going to stop showing you how right I am and how wrong you are because you use a word or you try to label me as something. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. That's what we have to say much more often. That's what we have to say much more often. That's the way you do it. You're offended. Too bad. Go back, you know, put your tail between your leg. Don't let the door hit your ass and get out of it. Whatever you know, that you have, we have to be very, um, we have to be very aggressive, I think, at this point. We have no other choice but to be very, very aggressive on this. Because they'll otherwise they will win. They will stop conversation. They will stop discussion. They will stop debate. Dead in its tracks simply by calling you something or trying to label you something. And you, we have to. We don't have to embrace it. Yes, I'm mansplaining to you because I'm smarter than you. What are you going to do about that? You're going to go cry about it. That's th- these are the kinds of things we have to do. There's no other way through this now. There's no other way through this than to be incredibly defiant and incredibly courageous. Like if you disagree with the uh, with the um, raid of Trump's residence, you have to be courageous enough to say it because they're going to call you MAGA, right? They're going to call me MAGA. How many times have I said on this show I don't want Trump to be – first of all, I didn't vote for him either time. And how many times did I say, I don't want Trump to be president. I want Ron DeSantis to be president. If Ron DeSantis runs against Trump, I will campaign for Ron DeSantis. I'll do whatever I have to do to defeat Trump. How many times have I said that? Yet, I can still say, I'm against this raid, which I am. And they will say, you are MAGA. Once again, never voted for him. Won't vote for him. Well, against Ron DeSantis, I won't vote for him. I can't promise against Biden or Buttigieg or Kamala Harris, I won't vote for him. But I haven't voted for him yet, and I don't want him to be president. Yet they will say to me, you are MAGA, simply for saying that this raid is wrong. Simply for saying that we need to know exactly why this happened. That should have been explained to the American people as it was happening. I understand that you can't 
talk about it before because you know you don't want it that's the way the, the law works they're not going to tell them that's going to happen they're going to do it but they should have explained it as it was happening we should have been told by the justice department and the fbi why it was happening simply because it's not just any ordinary person it's the president of the united states a living president of the united states three months before midterm election and probably less than six months before the guy was going to announce he was going to run for president again. A, a guy who is the biggest threat to the current president as far as the 2024 election goes. This is why we need to know exactly. And the Russia, Russia, Russia thing was wrong. The Steele dossier thing is wrong. We've seen no prosecution of Hunter Biden, who is fucking showing videos of him doing coke while pinching his nipples while measuring coke on fucking scales, illegal things, one felony after another, and nothing's happened. So all these reasons are why we need to know exactly what they were doing there. And they haven't told us, have they? And it's not up to Trump to release a search warrant. What is this what Trump should release a search warrant? It's up to them to tell us why they've done it. The Justice Department should be showing us the search warrant, not Trump. This is more blaming a victim. We would never do this in a normal case. When the person, take, take, take the name Trump out and put any other name in, including Biden. We'd never say that the, the person that's been served the warrant, the person that's been raided, and we'll talk about the word raided in a minute too, needs to show us the warrant. We say the Justice Department, they've initiated it. They did the raid. They need to tell us why they've done it. I'm going to get to Daniel in one second, but Up in Smoke said, I just had this conversation with my son who had never read 84, 1984. He couldn't believe it when I told him about definition changes to vaccines and recessions. Yes, thank you. And I'm going to talk about that. We're going to have Daniel on. And then I'm going to talk about this redefining of words. Just like in 1984, and I know Up in Smoke, your son must have, when he saw the movie, he saw how John Hurd, who worked for the the uh, censorship bureau there when they were changing details of, of, of cases. They were changing details of news stories, right? They were changing words. They were changing headlines. And this is basically what the Democrats are doing with words like recession and woman. Some basic things like woman, recession, and now raid. We have Democrats saying, well, that wasn't a raid. No, what was it? A fucking party? What was it? An orgy? So the changing of definitions is Orwellian to the max. We'll talk about that more in a second. But Daniel, hold on, let me see. Daniel, how are we doing tonight? Good. I'm out looking for peanut M&Ms, Mike. What? I'm prowling, I am prowling for peanut M&Ms. <laughs> I, I, I won't even ask you why. I won't even ask you why. Does everybody <laughs> like peanut M&Ms? Anything, M &Ms? With, what, what anything to do with, anything to do with uh, the word raid? <laughs> No, 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 no. But, but um, I, you know, I, I've never been MAGA, but when uh, Biden came with, out with that uh, uh, ultra MAGA thing, I'm thinking, hey, you know, does this, does this come in a, a ribbed version, too? You know, I'm thinking, I, I think I, I, I like this. I like this. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, ultra MAGA ribbed. Uh, ultra yeah, how, MAGA ribbed for the, yeah. for the extra large. Yeah, I was, I was down with that. Yeah. Um, and yes. But, um, you know, when it comes to these, the, the, the crazy positions, the redefining of words and the just... The, you know, divorcing oneself from even the potential of arguing with with uh, with someone. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said it best. And he said, uh, ridicule is the only weapon which can be used against unintelligible propositions. And he's right. And everyone has to understand at some point when they're arguing with somebody, when they've stepped over that line, when they are just being totally unintelligible intentionally. And that your only response at that point should be one of ridicule, because that the ridicule is it's 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 kind of synonymous with uh, in a verbal sense with shame, and people that that do not discuss things in good faith with you deserve to be shamed. They deserve to be ridiculed. They are setting themselves up from that ridicule for being for taking unintelligible propositions and, and running with them. Right, and that's why I said when 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 you. Confronted with something, this is one example of, of a man arguing with a woman and the woman says you're mansplaining. 
And it's at a point now where, you know, w- what would happen up until now, in the, until the, until you use the Kachapoli method, the Kachapoli method, as I said, is, is, is going through that and, and, and basically throwing it back in their face and saying, yes, I'm mansplaining because I'm smarter than you. That's why I'm explaining to you. And then there's nothing they can do. They can cry. They can hang up. They can leave. They can go where they have to go. But there's nothing they can do. But what they want you to do is they want you to stop in your tracks. You see, they, they, want, they want you to, you to be, right. they want you to be defensive, like you said. But all you, all you have to do, all you have to do is turn it around on them and say, hey, you know, say something like, uh, hey, well, if you want it, woman's playing to you, you know, go talk to your boyfriend. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's and it's, it's to the point where it's you can't let them get their way. You can't let them have any satisfaction on this. You can't let them have any satisfaction on this issue whatsoever. You know, and even to the point where if they call you Mago or Trump and. And I, I'm, a, you know, I'm guilty of this. Saying, "Oh, I'd never voted for him. Oh, I have every fucking right to have voted for him if I want to." And it's none of their business that I didn't vote for him. So we even have to stop doing that because that puts us on defensive. And we say, "Well, I, I didn't vote for Trump. I never, vo- I never voted for Trump. I never voted for Trump." You know, that's the point. We have to stop doing stuff like that. I couldn't agree with you more. And until we do, they're just going to get away with it. And and they keep up coming. They keep on coming up with new stuff, right? I mean, they keep, they keep on coming up with new one-word slogans or or uh, boxes to put us in to stop the conversation because they know they're losing. They know they know they're losing, and and so there's no other choice for us now but to be credibly defined, just like Matt Getz was, and said, "Yes, that's what I said. I meant what I said." If you're offended by it, if you're offended that I'm a man explaining this to you. Too bad. Yeah, what, what the reporter said to, to him, it was it was a woman. Well, we don't know because she didn't tell us what her, her pronouns were. But um, <laughs> she um, said, don't you think that is offensive to people? And what Get said was, said was um, yeah, be offended. But what I, yeah, and, and what I want people to understand is that this whole thing, is now when when I say coordinated, I don't mean they're all all these people are together talking in a room about this. But there is definitely there is definitely this cultishness, this cult mentality now with the Democrats, where we're all going to act like this, right? We're all going to say these things. We're all going to use these methods in order to try to quote unquote win a conversation or to win uh, an argument, and. It's, 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 it's to the point now where it's so obvious what they're doing that I think our counterattack has, is pretty obvious too, which is once again taking the lead of someone like Matt Getz and saying, yes, that's exactly what I meant. Not being on the, being on the offensive, not the defensive. Exactly. No one to switch into ridicule mode. No one, they deserve it. If they are arguing with you in good faith, then argue with them. If they cross the line into unintelligibleness, then ridicule them. Right. And I think... I think the, the biggest problem, with this, as I've talked about in the past, is that I, I, I truly believe, and I know you agree with me, that Trump derangement syndrome is, is, a, is a mental disorder. It's, it's, a, it's a real mental disorder. I'm not, once again, I'm not, I'm not saying this to be flippant or sarcastic. I think it's, it's, it's truly something that needs to be treated. I do. I, I, think, I think you are right. But it's not a, an individual type of mental disorder that um, where it's, you know, like a, an anxiety disorder or any. No, it's a mass disorder. psychosis. It's a mass psychosis. It, it's it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's it's a mass psychosis sort of problem, or or mass hysteria sort of problem. It's it's a mass effect of some sort. Um, no, no, nobody is going to have Trump derangement syndrome on their own because of the way they interact with the world and their environment on a daily basis. This is something that is being supported most entirely, or should say, should say, with the support of social media. And that's one component that I think that is so under um, is, is not integrated into too many people's thinking about these issues is that we are dealing with a totally different media environment, so different from our parents, so different from ourselves. Ago. We've got a media environment that is being controlled by a few media oligarchs, and they're controlling what we say. And it, it, is, it, is, no, it is nothing short of controlling our thought. When you limit your one's speech... You limit thought. Exactly. People self people self censor. People are simply not heard. And right. what is more limiting of thought? 
who right. cannot and, be heard. And this new thing we're seeing from the left and the Democrats is simply, in other words, reality doesn't matter. Even let's let's take a look at, the, at this raid, which was, I mean, the sky is blue, and this was a raid. This was a raid. This was reported as a raid. The FBI is calling this a raid. The Justice Department is calling it a raid. Yet you have Democrats saying, well, that's not a raid. In other words, it doesn't matter what reality is. Reality is what we say. Not a raid. Not a recession. Mass work. Vaccines work. A woman's not a woman. A woman's not a man. A man can get pregnant. It's what we say is reality. Yeah, and... You know, they are just having such a great time. It's humiliating us um, by controlling what we say and do. And take masks, for example. Masks have never, and this is something I've argued from the beginning, have never been anything but forced speech. Speech includes symbols. You can wear symbols on a shirt, T-shirt, a hat, whatever. That is included within the First Amendment as part of your freedom of speech. Wearing a mask, a symbol, is part of speech. And we are being by public health, government officials, to take part in in speech that we do not want no part of whatsoever. And and this speech, this so-called speech, was what created this, this hysteria amongst those who are not politically motivated um, with respect to, to masks, but are simply ignorant and, uh, and, and uh, sub, I should say, um, are ignorant and can be easily frightened. Well, and it became uh, and it became symbolic. It became a symbol, like a virtue signal, like you say, a, a kind of a, a a muted form of speech, a nonverbal it, form well, of it's, speech. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely a, it's a forced form of speech, and it's it's hurting people because those those that are ignorant enough to not understand that that the vaccines are, are aren't preventing transmission and infection, they are preventing people from going to work or not taking the fucking things. Those people that are so damn ignorant, and there's a lot of them. Those people. They this this is a very 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 effective and potent symbol, and it's being enforced and and it's being spread. It's being promoted by social media, and we would not be in the situation that we are in raising this is that is going on in our public square when it comes to talking about something as simple as gender, something that wouldn't have been questioned for, right. for our yeah. entire yeah. evolution as a species exactly. would not have ever been questioned. And here we have social media companies making it possible for people to actually question whether people have genders. Well, not just that. We have a woman who's speaking in front of the Senate, speaking to Matt Hawley, and she asked Matt Hawley, this nut from, wasn't she Berkeley? Yeah, she's a Berkeley yeah. nut. You know a lot of Berkeley nuts with the ring in her nose. And she asked him, do you believe men can get pregnant? And Holly says no. And she's like, oh, there you go. <laughs> Transphobic. Uh, are you? These people are, <laughs> Daniel, these people belong in a mental institution. They don't belong teaching our children, our kids, our young adults. They don't. They don't. Um, but as, as I say, these are people that seem to appear to be very susceptible to um, these mass formations, to use a word that's being kicked around in in uh, social media these days, and there and there obviously is going to be some people that are more susceptible to others. I mean, the people uh, there, there's a lot of variability in human beings, but some are really many, many, many are very susceptible to this sort of stuff to the point where let's take let's once again let's let's go to the gender issue about. In 2007 or so, the statistics on people that uh, saw themselves as being transgender was one in 10,000. And almost all of those were males. Almost all of them were males. Fast forward to 2022. What's going on? We have (laughs) you can go to to uh, second grade rooms where we're one quarter of the mm. girls in that class will start saying that they that they have some sort of gender ambivalence of some sort. This is girls. Girls did not have this problem. It right. was a problem that existed right. in boys almost entirely. Well, and, 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 and why is this why is this incurring? Social media. 
Well, these girls are more more heavily and easily influenced because of the way that women tend to um, t- tend to inter- the way that women tend to interact as a default mode compared to men. They are far more susceptible to these social contagions. On, on well, and it's, al- and it's almost as though by by this happening, by doing this, it's almost as though we are or they are not us. They are mocking people who really have uh, uh, transgender issues. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like we're mocking them. Of course, no they're, of course they're mocking them. These were people, the, the, the people that have these, these issues, the young people that had these issues, would usually have them starting pretty young. And it would be very, very, very dysphoric for them. It wasn't just something that they said, oh, la-di-da, I think it's... Uh, I think I'm going to be a woman today, and I'll be a man tomorrow, you know. It wasn't this, any of this gender-fluid nonsense that is being promoted now. This was something that was very, very, very dysphoric for young boys. And, most importantly, 70 to 80% of them grew out of that dysphoria by the time they hit puberty. Yes, and they grew out of it themselves. They didn't grow out of it because they were bullied out of it or their parents told them they had to. It was, it was just something that they just, it was, a, what do you call it, a phase, right? It was a phase. It, it's they went it's probably, it's, it, you know, who, who can tell? It's probably, it's probably part biology. It's probably part the environment. It's probably part social interaction. It can be a lot of things. But the big, the basic point, the most important thing is that 80% grew out of it. And none of them, almost none of them were women. Now you have the whole statistics have flipped entirely where it's young girls that are being, uh, that, that are subscribing to this well, idea and of transgenderism and, and getting their breasts off. Yeah, and how about now? Now we're mocking women by having biological men dominate them in sports. Remember how we were all about protecting women? We're all about yeah, protecting that's, women's that's, sports. That's, now we're mocking them by having biological men dominate them. Insanity. Total insanity. That's yeah. That's it's going to be interesting if, if this nonsense keeps up to watch a uh, uh, women's sports just just be decimated. It's, it's gone. I mean, if this this continues, then there is no more women's sports. Exactly, Daniel. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank, thanks. But uh, you, you know, it's, it's, as Daniel said, this is this is part of the problem. Basically, part of the problem is um, is that. Uh, we are mocking people who really have these issues. We're mocking people who it's not just like the, the flavor of the day to say, oh, I think I'm a woman today. I think I'm a man today. I think, oh, I think I'm not. I think I, I this is a mocking. This is mocking people. It really is. It's almost like it's almost like um, if we if people said, oh, you know what? I think I'm gay. I'm, I'll be gay. I think I'm gay for the day. It's, it's, a, it's a mocking thing. It's mocking people. And this is what the left is part of. The right's not partaking in this. This is all the left. And also the, with the women's sports, the left, all we heard about, we have to protect women's sports. We have to protect women's sports. We have to protect, we have to make laws about this. And now we just mock them by letting biological men, people like Leah Thomas, who are obviously a bio, he's a, he's a man. He looks like a man with long hair, dominate women's sports. This huge monstrosity. Have you, did you see the, 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 the podium when he won the first, the gold and the silver? And he was like 80 feet taller than the, the woman who won the bronze and the silver. And they looked miserable on that podium. It's ridiculous. It's like from a different planet. It's like science fiction. It's like science fiction. And so the left is almost eating their own in a way. Once again, this is part of this cult mentality, right? The eating of their own. The the the, uh, the the self-annihilation, the the, um, the 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 group mentality, the group think that is very 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 dangerous. It's not just dangerous for them; it's dangerous for all of us. It's dangerous for all of us when we can't say the sky is blue anymore. We read the we redefine the word blue, right? We can't say. A person is white. We can't say a person is black. We can't. Notice our eyes lie to us. Don't believe your lying eyes. A person's not a, we can't believe a man is a man or a woman's a woman. Something as basic as that. Something as basic as that. A man and a woman. And now we're going into other areas, such as recession. Well, a recession 
forever and ever has been back-to-back quarters of negative growth. And you can bet your sweet ass that if Donald Trump were president now and we had back-to-back quarters of negative growth, the Democrats would call it a recession. They wouldn't redefine it. You can guarantee that when they do, if they do, raid Hunter Biden's home, the Democrats will call it a raid. It will be a raid. So this whole redefining of things is just a redefining when it's convenient for them, right? It's really redefining when it's convenient for them to redefine, because they would not redefine those words if the roles were reversed, the shoes on the other foot, however you want to put the what-if game, right? They wouldn't. Hey, maybe Republicans should redefine the word impeachment, right? Because Donald Trump was impeached twice. But no, let, what if we? What if Republicans tried to do that? What if they tried to redefine the word impeachment? What would Democrats, how crazy would Democrats go? No, but you see, Donald Trump was impeached, so impeachment's impeachment, right? Because it happened to him. So the redefining is just, when it's, this, this is the hypocrisy of the Democrats. When it's convenient for them, they will redefine things. When it's convenient for them, they will redefine things. And that's the world we're living in right now. That's the world we're living in right now. And this deprogramming, I don't know how we start it, where it starts. I don't know. I, I don't think losing in November is going to break the cult. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to slap them out of it. I don't think that's going to wake them out of it. I don't, I don't think that'll happen. I think it might even get worse. I think it might even get worse. And believe me, they're afraid of Donald Trump and they're doing all they can now to make sure he doesn't run again. And then they'll work on Ron DeSantis. Trust me, once Trump's out of the way, and I say the only way to get him out of the way is if he's, in, if, if he's convicted of something, which I don't think is going to happen because he's going to run anyway now. But they would go after Ron DeSantis next. You bet your ass they would. Because those are the two biggest threats to them in 2024. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis is the two biggest threats to them. Remember, all of this stuff is so they don't have to talk about inflation. They don't have to talk about gas prices. They don't have to talk about unemployment. They don't have to talk about homelessness. They don't have to talk about crime. They don't have to talk about the damage their lockdowns did. So on and so forth. They don't want to talk about these real issues. So they want to talk about Donald Trump and uh, papers that didn't go to a museum. It's insanity. It's total smokescreen. It's all smokescreen. That's all it is. It's obvious smokescreen. They want to distract people. And they know Americans, you couldn't do this in most other countries, right? Because most of the countries, people care about what they care about, which is real issues. We even talked about this during the Bill Clinton days, right, with Monica Lewinsky. In most of the countries, if the leader of the country fucks around, they like it. If you do it in France, you're a hero. No one cares about that. No one cares about the sex life of their leaders in other countries. Here they do. And it's the same thing. Here they know people have such short attention spans that they can use these smoke screens. They have such short attention spans that they can use these smoke screens, and, pe- and people will fall for it. It'll work. It will work. We just saw it today again, right? With the redefining of words, right? We're not in. We, there's no. There's no inflation anymore, because there was no. There was, there was zero inflation for one month, but inflation is still eight point five. So you see, this is like the whole redefining. Inflation is not even inflation anymore. Inflation is eight point five, not zero. Biden tried to make it look like inflation was zero. But there are enough people in this country, especially in the Democrat Party, who will fall for that. They'll say, oh, honey, how many people listen to Biden say zero inflation? And they said to their husband or wife, oh, honey, inflation is zero now. How many millions of people said that today when inflation is eight and a half? Eight and a half. So the real reality of the situation is, when Donald Trump left office, inflation was like, what, 1.3? And now it's 8.5. See, that's the reality. But with Democrats, it's not about reality. It's about smokescreen. It's about redefining things for their own purposes when it works for them. 
And we see that over and over and over again. And we saw it today. We saw it today. And I can't believe, I'll, I'll end the show in a minute, but I, 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 I spoke about Dick Cheney a couple of shows ago, and I'm watching Fox, and I guess they have to. They, I guess they need the money. And hopefully, well, these ads will end on Tuesday anyway with the Wyoming uh, primary. But if Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney, okay, who Democrats I know call Darth Vader, you know, evil force, the most evil person ever, doing these ads for his daughter saying that Donald Trump's a loser and a horrible man and he, he knows he lost the election and everyone knows he lost. And, oh, a real, a real man, Dick Cheney said this, a real man wouldn't lie to his voters, followers. Who the fuck is Dick Cheney to say that? What did they do with Iraq? How many times did they lie to their followers to their voters about Iraq and weapons of mass destruction and our reasons for being there and Saddam Hussein and his responsibility, which he had none for 9-11. How many times did they lie about that? Who the fuck is Dick Cheney to say a true man doesn't lie to his followers, his voters? Get out of here. I mean, give me a fucking break. There is no shame with these people. There is no shame with them. No shame at all. His daughter's going down in flames in a few days. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Oh, and I'm sorry. Dick Cheney is doing an ad saying for his, his daughter, saying he voted for his daughter. So what? What father wouldn't? That's a big fucking deal. But once again, there will be people, not enough, she's going to lose. But there will be people who will be fooled by that. Who will be, oh, yes, that's why a real, a real leader wouldn't lie. But they won't think for a second that Dick Cheney was vice president for eight years and lied the whole fucking time. Maybe Donald Trump lied about winning election. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he did. Didn't kill anybody. Dick Cheney killed people with his lies. He killed hundreds of thousands of innocent women and children with his lies. Killed thousands of U.S. soldiers with his lies. Dick Cheney, go fuck yourself. I'm going to end on that note. I think it's a good note to end on. Dick Cheney, go fuck yourself. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> this has been a Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopley. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. I will see you same time, same place, same bat channel tomorrow.